the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul weaves several rich pieces of content together to show us a glorious truth. We're alive to God and dead to sin. Abounding Grace, Pastor Gary Wagner, next. Hi there, and welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. We're continuing our journey through Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 14 specifically, and we've got a few broadcasts left here in this rich passage of Scripture. Today, alive to God, dead to sin, and it's all illustrated through our baptism in Jesus. Here's Pastor Gary Wagner and today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Of course, the reason our whole relationship to death and our thinking about it has fundamentally changed is because sin's dominion over us has ended. Now, we were born slaves to sin and all of its working in us, but now we are delivered unto our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Colossians 1, 12 and 13. <clears throat> Colossians 1, verses 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet or fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath, notice, past tense, delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us unto the kingdom of his dear Son. Now, here is where considering our death to sin in the death of Christ is so vital. What are we supposed to do with or about How are we supposed to think about the sin that exists in us? Because unless you are a fool or you are crazy, you will recognize that some of that sin is still there. Well, union with the Lord Jesus Christ absolutely forbids thinking in this way. Well, I've sinned again. I must not be a Christian. I've sinned again. My faith must not be for real. When we think like this, basically we are saying, I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm trying to get to a a good place where I feel like I've done enough myself that is good. So I can feel like a Christian again and that God loves me. Oh, that is dangerously close to if it doesn't already cross the line into a works-oriented, self-trusting way of relating to God. If things go well, I must be good. If things are going poorly in my life, I must be bad and not know the Lord. Do you understand why Paul in these lines say, consider yourself dead to sin? Not only are you supposed to think of your relationship to death differently, but also your relationship to sin, to uh, relationship to that sin as well differently. Now listen, when we fall, We suspect at times 
that perhaps we are not a believer or something is just dreadfully wrong with us. So we become engulfed again in guilt. Of course, at the opening of chapter 6, it suggests that some people were saying, you know what? That feeling is a, really a, a good thing because then the more you, we sin, the more we get to have more grace. So just keep sinning. Just keep breaking God's commandments. So no more mercy. Think of a man running a race. When we run a race, let's say we make it out of the starting blocks 10 feet and we stumble and we fall. Uh, Do you then yell at the guy with the starting gun and say, hey, bring everyone back. This isn't fair. No, you pick yourself up and you keep running. Now, this is a simple illustration. Uh, But the Bible says that the righteous man falls seven times seven, meaning he can fall a lot. But God holds him up. So God will Pick him up. Why? Because our relationship with sin has changed. We must give up notions of self-atonement. I did this bad thing. Now I need to go and do some good things. Stop looking at your good things. God never said, you're right with me on the basis of one good thing you have ever done. Your best thing is filthy and so is mine. It has always been the obedience of Christ, always his death to sin on the cross on our behalf that brings us redemption. You know, if our only focus is on the other side of the equation, we become performance-oriented rather than Christ-considering, Christ-looking as the author and the finisher of our faith. And that is why we get ourselves into emotional messes and why sin becomes so strong within us. Because we haven't been considering ourselves to be dead to sin in him. We have not been looking unto Jesus. So when we fall, what are we supposed to do? We're to look up for his sacrifice retains its perfection to the end. His blood has its cleansing power to this very second. Right now, today, you can call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. So don't look at yourself and your connection with sin as if now I've still got to deal with God and find a way. No, Jesus paid it all. He died to sin. We've died to it in him. Consider for illustrative purposes a backslider. We know that sincere Christians can seriously backslide, right? David committed adultery and even murder. Peter, who was filled with pride, denied his Lord. How do we know that David and Peter and others were not outright unbelievers or or hypocrites? How do we know? How do you know today you're not? Maybe you think, man, I've got this sin and it's just eating me alive. So when you say, I'm supposed to consider myself to be dead to sin, what you're telling me to consider does not match with my experience one little bit. Well, again, here Peter's telling us to look away from our experience and to look to Christ. 
because your experience does not affirm or deny the truth of God's word. His word defines your experience. Now, how do we know if we even know the Lord or if we are hypocrites or we are backslidden? Well, what did David do when he was confronted with his sin? Well, he he went through a dark time. There is no doubt. It lasted a few months, probably. Hiding, secrecy, pretending. How do we know? Because when he was confronted, he hated his sins. He did not try to hide from them or blame someone else. You see, someone who does not truly know the Lord is happy in their sin. Someone who knows the Lord can never remain happy in their sin. Someone who does not fear the Lord or does not know the Lord may be fearful of their sin being found out, but his delight in tasting sin overcomes any love for righteousness. He's willing to risk hell in order to get what he wants. But a broken-hearted believer confesses above everything else, I've sinned against my Lord. I hate my sins. I can't do anything else to get into a right favor with you, Lord. Christ, your Father, is in right favor with you, so I'll go back to Him. I'll, I'll look to Him. I'll plead your blood and your righteousness. And this is how you can always tell a believer in Jesus, these two things. He does not remain in sin. And two, he seeks God's mercy in Christ. And this is because the dominion of sin has been broken in his life. So he doesn't try to get himself back in God's favor. So don't you ever try. Because it is a worthless and futile pursuit to get back into God's favor by obedience or acts of contrition. You can never do it. God does not extend favor to us because we try to make it up to him. He is actually an offended lover. And when we sin, we are made right with him only through the blood and the righteousness of Christ. And when we come back to him and we repent, we are made right with the Father. So seek, believer, to be only found right in Jesus. The Lord calls us today back from our sins because he has broken the tyranny of sin. So all of the strength then, as we will see in verses 12 through 14, all of our strength in overcoming actual sin begins here at this place. Jesus has broken the dominion, the tyranny, our slavery to sin. And as we consider him, as we consider ourselves as being one with him, abide in him, love him. And he will will bring grace into our lives to overcome the sin. When we fall, has anyone in here fallen today? Look to Christ. Come back to him. We are not only dead to sin and the death of Christ, but we are alive to righteousness. Now, in conclusion, let me mention just a couple of practical things. Now, remember, at this point, Paul is not telling us a bunch of practical stuff to do there's very few commands this here is a command but it is a command to get ourselves understanding correct in relationship to christ because we are one with him 
So is our self-understanding correct in its relationship to Jesus? Is yours? What are we considering? What do we think of ourselves? What do we think of our relationship to sin and death? The correct answer here to each of these questions brings us right back to the first command in the book of Romans, verse 11. Consider, consider yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, the Christian life lived truly, powerfully, and meaningfully is nothing Nothing but a continual looking to Jesus and away from self. So who do you look to more? Who do I look to more? Yes, we we need to look at ourselves so we can understand where we fouled up. But that needs to take, oh, maybe about five seconds. And then spend the next hour, eight hours looking at Christ and his sufficiency and his cleansing blood. And the more you look at his loveliness the more at peace you will be. Do we really consider Jesus in this day and age? Oh, well, you know, there's this app, something that can make me feel cozy when I'm feeling bad. I've got some ideas and principles to live by, so let's just move on. Beloved, you can't move on from this. This is where you have to stay your entire Christian life because you have no life except in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, consider me. Keep looking at my loveliness. He says, my sufficiency, my death to sin, my destruction of death's dominion. The Christian life is nothing but a continual looking to Jesus and away from self. Did you read the gospel this week? I didn't read them as I should have. Did you, did you meditate on Christ? Did you look at him or were you concentrating on your own circumstances? I've got this issue at work and I've got this sin and I'm failing as a husband or I'm failing as a mother. When we look at our sin and we look at our weaknesses and we focus on self, and we are not actively, regularly considering Christ, life is miserable, and we feel defeated. He is a real person, my friends. He is real to you. Is he real to you? He must be real, living Savior and King to you and I. Is he to you? Is he to me? Are we looking at Christ? Are we considering Jesus, as Paul tells us, So many times in the book of Hebrews. Oh, you can feel a little bit more guilty today if you'd like. Go right ahead. And make a few peripheral amendments in your life. Go home and have a big family discussion. Oh, we've got to change this or do this. We need to do all of these things. But what would the Lord have us do more than anything else? It is to stand before the cross and consider it carefully. Consider our death to sin because of his death to sin. And confess with the centurion, truly this man is the son of God. He is the savior of sinners and he has delivered me. And my experience may lag behind 
But my experience is not what saves me. Christ Jesus, the Son of God incarnate, he's the one who saves me. I will look to him. Remember, Peter was drowning in the sea. He'd already walked on water, but he was drowning. And he didn't say, wait a minute, my experience is not matching up. No, what did he do? I'm drowning, Christ. Have mercy upon me and save me. Have you roll called out to him that directly in your problems? Have you called out to the Son of God or do you? Well, I, I know the preacher said, get on my face. And oh, so God, if you are there, help me. No, that's not what faith does. Faith calls upon the name of the Lord because faith is responding to his call to you. Look to me and be saved, he says. So we are weak, no doubt. I am weak. I'm probably weaker than most of you. So what are we supposed to do? We are to cling to his victory. We are tempted, we fall. But we have a captain who has opened heaven to us. And he says, look to me. Trust me. Call upon me, fathers. Call upon me, mothers. Call upon me, husbands and wives. Call upon me, young people. Do you think that all the temptations and the lust of the flesh are more powerful than me? Stop looking so much at the cemetery of Hollywood and the cemetery of the internet and look at me. Because I am the one with all the power. I am the one who has the keys to death and to hell hanging on my belt. Look to me. When we find ourselves beseeched, we are supposed to consider and to cry to the one who has now gone into heaven for us. The glory he had with the Father before the foundation of the world. He left that, humbled himself, and he has ascended back up. Why? Now to appear in the presence of God for us. He saves to the uttermost those that come unto God by him because he ever lives to make intercession for us. He is the crucified one, now risen in glory and power. And he says, do you know what I do for you? I live to make intercession for you, to pray for you, to be your advocate, to be the anchor of your soul within the veil. No one will ever pluck you out of my hand. Consider me, look to me, consider yourself to be dead to sin in my death to sin and alive to God in my resurrection. Oh, look to me, beloved. You know, brothers and sisters, the agonies of Calvary are over for our Savior. He will never return to them, but he echoes, but the echoes of it is finished are still reverberating. I've felt them in my own life. I hope you have. Jesus said by that it is finished. Sin, you are finished. I finished you because I died to all your curse and filth and power. I finished you. He looks to death and he says, you have done your worst. You have done your worst. All of the wrath, all the fury, all the judgment of God. I have quenched it. I've satisfied it. I've borne it. Death, you are finished. I have defeated you. Beloved, you are to look to the Lamb of God. And if you do, you are safe. You are dead to the power of death. You are dead to the dominion of sin. Now you might say, but I still have to deal with it. And I understand that. And so did Paul. 
He was not some kind of enthusiast. That's why verses 12 through 14 follow verse 11. But he begins with this. Because the main reason as professing Christians that we're often so defeated is because the moment temptation or trials and struggles come or we see weaknesses in our children or in our spouse, all of our thoughts start going manward. What can I do? What do I need to follow instead of looking to Christ and looking Christ's word? I have no life, Lord Jesus, but in the one who has finished sin and death. So the Lamb has triumphed, and there he is today. He's not moved. He's still looking as the Lamb that was slain at the right hand of the Father. Look at what he has done for you. Meditate on that child of God. Look who you are in him. You do not have the same relationship to, to him if you, if you believe in, to sin if you believe in Jesus. Sin's tyranny has been broken. You don't have the same relationship to death. Jesus has paid the price. So keep looking, believer, to Jesus. Keep looking at what he has done for you and who you are. Never tire of looking. That's why I encourage you to read godly books. That's why I preach about Christ and him crucified and why I encourage you to read the Gospels. Why? You ask, isn't there something new I can do? Pastor, can't you give me something creative I can do? I need something to really get me excited and wet my emotions. And then maybe I can make some progress. No, you will not. Because there is only one source of strength in this universe. And that is the Lamb of God who was crucified and who is now raised and seated at the right hand of God the Father. And he says, you keep looking at me and you see your connection to me. I am your life. You have no life. You are dead in your sins. But you have been crucified with me and you live. But you live by faith in the Son of God. Keep looking at me. Always look. Always trust his cross. Always trust the sacrifice. Always, always, always. Because he is the destroyer. And he has destroyed sin and death. And he now reigns to bring these blessings into our lives. He who began a good work in you will keep on performing it. Don't ever forget that. Philippians 1.6. Do you want to taste that? I certainly want to taste more of that. I want to know more of Christ. I mean, if Paul can say, I've not attained, how can I say, who is filthy and low, that I have attained? How do we make progress? I want to be found in Christ. I want to daily consider Christ. I want to build my life upon what he has done for us. Less looking to self. More looking unto Jesus. As the hymn says, more love to thee, O Christ. This will make life much sweeter for us. This will make sin more bitter. When you see what he has done and what you are in him. Child of God, who do you identify yourself by? Christ or the world? Are you looking for an identity? One of the reasons the church is so messed up broadly is that we are having an identity crisis. Do we want to look more like, well, what does the world want? And what really will get people in here? Do we really want the revolving 
migratory patterns of people who are always moving to other churches. Oh, beloved, our identity is already set as true Christians. We have one identity. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God. That is our identity. And when we spin our wheels looking for another identity, such as we're this kind of church, or I identify with that kind of church, I'm this kind of Christian, I'm, I'm that type of Christian. No, really, I'm this worthless, impotent. Satan says, I love it when you are detracted or distracted from considering yourself being dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. So look to him who is death to sin and death to death. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we have closed out our time together today, I would remind you that our desire is to know how this program encourages you in Christ. Now, there are a couple of three ways that you can contact us to provide us with this information. And again, it would really encourage us a great deal if you'd take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how to contact us. Phone number is 408 866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. Our website, where you can drop us an email and even learn a bit more about us, is reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, you can write to us at PMB, that stands for Post Mailbox, number 402-1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Now, there is another way you can contact us, and this would be the best of all, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Plan on visiting. Let us uh, fellowship face-to-face, as it were. We meet at Lone Hill Church 2 in the afternoon on Sundays at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org, or by calling 408-866-5607. By the way, copies of the broadcast are just $5. Mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a CD out to you right away. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.